three, two, one. Hello, oh, you little prick. Hi everyone and welcome to Films on Trial. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. And I'm Dave. And this week is a continuation of our Arnold Schwarzenegger month and we're putting the 1986 action thriller Raw Deal on trial. Is it decently priced sushi or is it costly salmonella? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Hi, bro. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, man. I had a mix of both. Um, I had uh, costly sushi uh, just before I went on a flight to San Francisco, and it was horrendous. <laughs> it was horrendous. Anyway, essentially, we're going to find out if this film will be placed on our esteemed hit list or our steaming shit list. Now, before we go on, our last film on trial was The Running Man, which... Alex judged and deemed that it should be placed on the shit list. Alex, you've since gone away and you've watched The Running Man. <laughs> so, what do you think? Do you, did you make the right call or not? You know, I don't think we've had a we've had, we haven't had an episode where at the end when the judgments read out, it must have been about a five second just pause. And I looked at you, and you both just looked. Both of you just looked incredibly upset. <laughs> and then I was I was watching it, and I was just like, do you know, my main thing was just what the hell is wrong with them like what the <laughs> hell <laughs> is wrong with them this is so clearly like meant for the shit list it was like like about half an hour in i just stopped bothering to wait for the bit where it was any good you know it's just like <laughs> shockingly shit and like like the word that the, the word that comes through is cult in the sense of like exactly what joel you know when it, if joel was on he'd be right off right right behind me on this one just that cult film where it's just no, it's just an appalling film. It's not cult, it's appalling. So I know I'm outvoted on this one, but in my mind, I was absolutely, absolutely in the right for putting it on the shit. List. Oh man, I I honestly, it works out in the end. <laughs> I, I honestly don't get you sometimes because you've got. I feel like you've got like a really kind of wide spectrum of films, as in you like really long uh, art house type films, sure. and then you like big massive blockbuster explosion films like fast yeah. and furious yeah, yeah. But i feel like there's nothing in between there <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just true. like there's two it's true. types of films <laughs> it's true i wouldn't i i would say i would say the running man come on i you know i don't know it's uh i did I know, say I you guys loved it i did say you've not necessarily put it on the wrong list i just like it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and i was watching it thinking yeah no this is right up there their street yeah oh it is yeah. it is i mean i'm not watching it and going like Man, why did this get nominated for any Oscars? <laughs> I'm watching it and thinking like, yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger punch man, explosion good. <laughs> right, my main my main question though is, but my main problem with it is, if I had Yafet Koto right on my film, I would question anyone that was like, let's definitely get Yafet Koto to run around in a one piece for most of it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that isn't his strength. Do you know what I mean? His strength would be. Not running around in a one piece. It, it, it's not really his. It's not really his best role in a way. Do you know what I mean? And then he just says like, "Ah, oh, I'm dead," and that's it. And but yeah, I, I don't know if that. I don't know if that brought out the best in Yafet Koto. You know, I, I'm I'm gonna say now, watching it back. Nobody looked good in a one piece. Not even Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> you know, not. nobody looked good in that one piece. But yeah, the Afrikoto, I feel like he, he was a bit underutilized. When I mean, you've seen him in other films, you're just yeah. like, oh, he could have made such a, a like menacing villain, I think. <laughs> just, just, just I, said, I said all this. I said all this last week. <laughs> well, it was very convincing, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Uh, moving on now to the proper trial. Uh, all of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random. So acting in defense and trying to get this film placed on their hit list will be Dave. Dave is a bit like Arnie's character, the T-800 in Terminator 2. He listens to Guns N' Roses, and even when things are going very, very badly, he always gives you a big thumbs up. 
Oh, I like that. That's good. I'll play that. <laughs> and acting as prosecutioner trying to get this film placed on the shit list will be Alex. Alex is just like Arnie's character, John Kimball, in the film Kindergarten Cop. He's a very good teacher, but if those parents knew what he got up to in his spare time, there would be hell to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give any examples in case any of those parents are listening, uh, but just trust me on this. Uh, now, uh, just like real court advocates, the defense and prosecution will be making the best case for their roles. These may or may not be their genuine opinions, though, so stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear their real thoughts, which means this week I will be playing the judge. I am more like Arnie's character, Douglas Quaid, in Total Recall. I've had both of my injections. Just, hey. yeah, just hey. not at the same time. <laughs> I, I just want to say, uh, Dave, if you can acknowledge that this is a little bit of an uphill struggle for me, considering Gav is the judge on an Arnie film. Do you know what I mean? I, I and... will admit the uh, <laughs> the points are already on my side of the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, mine, your... they're mine to lose. Yes, yeah, say. yeah, true. Yeah. The pressure's on you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got nothing to lose in a way. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's quite an unusual, unusual trial this week because. Um, for me, there's no prosecution. <laughs> okay, so I, as the judge, must decide which list this film should be placed on, the hit or the shit, based solely on the arguments put to me and not using my own opinion, which is good because this is the only that I can think of Arnold Schwarzenegger film up until, I don't know, 2015 that I haven't actually seen. I've never seen it. You haven't it. seen it? Yeah, I've never seen Raw Deal. Oh, wow, I'm in the game. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, yeah, this, the, yeah, this is the reason that um, I say the roles are picked at random, but this is the reason that I gave myself the judge role. Because <laughs> I've actually never seen this one. And, oh, and okay, I would, cool. I'm genuinely interested to hear what the hell it's about and what you guys think of it. Sure. So uh, before we get started, I think we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is all about. So let us spin the old rebooted Wheel of Impressions. That's a very sick cow. <laughs> uh, right, it's landed on Joel, so instead I'm going to say it's a question mark, which means the judge decides. And I'm going to pick Alex. So Alex, would you please like to read out the synopsis in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film? Dave, um, I think there's only one option in my eyes. <laughs> I'm afraid there is. <laughs> there's, uh, there's only the Arnie option, I think. Everyone else okay. is... No one else has got a particularly distinct accent, I'm afraid. I'll do. I'll do my Arnie. It's a lot to live up. I mean, Christ, you did yours last week, but I'll try. I'll do my best. Go for it, man. A former FBI agent turned small town sheriff agrees to help the FBI chief infiltrate the Chicago mafia when the FBI chief's son is killed by them. <laughs> I liked it. That's not bad at all. <laughs> Thank you, man. I mean, there's Thank no you. denying that's Arnie. I know. I was trying to put like a New Jersey sort of mafia t- tilt to it, but it it's harder than it looks. Actually, oh, you came so. across as Boston, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say it's either Arnie or the Cookie Monster. <laughs> I would like some cookies, please. <laughs> Maybe the Austrian version of, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for that, Alex. Uh, without further hesitation, let's kick this thing off. So, I would like a overview of the film um, Dave mm-hmm. give me a little bit of a plot summary what happens to this film and why is it good why should it go on the hit list okay okay well I'll start off with your plot summary first so the film starts up with essentially a mafia hit it's um, there's a, a witness in witness protection like in a secluded uh, cabin in the woods by a lake sort of thing uh, under guard of the FBI uh, the mafia hit the uh, the safe house kill the witness but the witness isn't the the crucial bit they kill an agent um, who happens to be the son of like the district director of the FBI. Now he's beside himself, obviously, you know, the, the feds are just looking after this witness because there's this big prosecution case going on against one of the, uh, the top mafia leaders. I think I, I, they are mafia, aren't they? It's never. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are mafia. I knew it was it's organized crime. Yeah. I knew it was the mob yeah, yeah. and it was organized crime, but I wasn't sure if they were mafia. Um, so yeah, the, the, one of the mob leaders is on trial. Um, and this was a key witness in that case. So the case is basically crumbling now that the witness is dead. But like I say, it's the dead FBI agent um, who is who is the key point here. So he runs out of legitimate ways for which he can get this mob boss because the guy's going to get off scot-free from this trial. So he goes to an old colleague of his, a, a disgraced colleague, 
uh, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's now a small town sheriff uh, called Mark Kaminsky. Now, he was an FBI agent. He had to resign uh, after, I think, did he kill a suspect or he, he at least very badly beat a suspect? He was basically given the option to go to jail or resign. He resigned. So now he's in the uh, the sheriff's department of this small town. But he's asked by his old boss to go in because he was friends with his son as well. So this is kind of he's lost a friend as well. So he's asked to basically infiltrate this guy's mafia family, the gang, and bring them down from the inside, essentially. So, so what you're saying here, is this is like the departed before the departed. Sort this of. As good as the departed. The, it's less by the book. <laughs> the Depay, the Depay, that, that was a legitimate it's undercover it's left by the book it's possibly going to be my favorite comment about Rod. <laughs> it's left by the book than the departed much less by the book because it's the departed was a legitimate undercover operation this is like off the books this is personal sort of bring down the mob from the inside by all means necessary a typical Arnie fair to be honest with you so what you've essentially got is a, is a, a film more or less three parts so you've got the introduction to the characters and this this setup and the murder of the witness. Then you've got uh, Arnie trying to get into the mob and earn their trust uh, so we can get to a high enough position where he can start bringing them down. And then the end of the film where he basically starts working on that plan and basically the 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 blood hits the fan. I was going to say something else, but basically <laughs> it all goes mad and Arnie starts butchering people left, right and center. So yeah, film of three parts essentially. And it's... It's a very simple story, as you can tell. It's, it's actually, it's a story we've heard before. It is very much like The Departed. Uh, a lot of people compare this to Cobra, the Sylvester Sloan film. Mm-hmm. I think partly because they came out around the same time and also the plots are quite similar. You know, this isn't a groundbreaking plot. This isn't nothing we haven't seen before. This is just Arnie's take on it in typical Arnie action movie style. Uh, it's a bit grittier. I would say, than the usual uh, Arnie films of the 80s, because I think this was just like the year before Running Man. Um, you know, he is, is the thing about Arnie's films, they've always been quite lighthearted. You know, there's always some snappy one-liners. You know, the action is always just like absolute bedlam and mayhem and completely unrealistic. You know, he's like, I always think of that scene from Hot Shots where he just picks up a handful of bullets and throws it at people in the outline yeah. of shots. Like that, <laughs> that could be from a yeah, Schwarzenegger yeah. movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. almost believe that. <laughs> But this is a bit grittier than that. It's less hokum. There's less one-liners. It is more edgy, I would say, than the typical 80s fare that you'd expect from Arnold Schwarzenegger, which might be why it slips under the radar for a lot of people, because it isn't a standard Arnold Schwarzenegger film in that regard. The action is, for sure, the action is just as ludicrous as any other 80s action film you're going to get from him. But I'd say the humor is reined back in, and they've gone for more of a grittier, kind of darker mob underworld feel to the whole thing so i'd say that's essentially what you've got and it's it sets it apart from other arnie films to be honest with you and that's why i think this is maybe worth a look in and maybe worth considering uh for hitless material judge okay good 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 summary there dave um alex why is this film starring one of my favorite actors of all time <laughs> uh, uh... Why should this film be placed on the shit list? Uh, just because it's just shit. Like you know, and I, <laughs> it, it's hard. To, it's hard to get past that. That's that's going to be a common theme throughout all of my arguments. To be honest, it's just shit. Then, <laughs> this, this is the man who said Running will, Man was just. Shit. I will. I will elaborate. I will elaborate. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Damn, I should. I should have kept that to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything, now I know. Like what, any credibility. What, yeah. <laughs> Right, look, I, I think it's telling that you've never seen... You're the biggest Arnie f- fan around and you haven't seen this film. Like, this... You all, you always know that back in the day in the 80s, you know, you always have, have, as film knowledge, you always like, oh, Arnie did a load of shit in the 80s. Do you know what I mean? And this is that shit. Like, Raw Deal is that shit. That's like, just... just It's completely anonymous <laughs> and unknown. I, I don't can, think he did do just a lot ask, of shit in the 80s. Yeah, can I just ask what... <laughs> else did he do in the 80s that was considered shit like like okay i'm just gonna pretend that i'm talking to people that like you know can can have a conversation with people where arnold schwarzenegger isn't seen as one of the greatest actors of his generation do you know what i mean i'm gonna just like i'm gonna a lot of my argument is on the understanding that we don't think arnold schwarzenegger is a fantastic actor and maybe wasn't in the 80s i'm gonna say i do love him like you know kindergarten cop He'd figured something out at that point in the 90s, right, that he hadn't really figured out in the 80s, which is how to say any of his lines or give across any or make anything like anything good. Terminator was perfect for him in the 80s. That's perfect because he was an actual robot. 
that and that's perfect for him, isn't it? In Terminator One and Terminator Two, but just in this in this one, this is just a schlock Arnie film, and it is just that thing of just you know what one of those ones in the eighties that's just in his backlog that you never really come to, you know, just looking at the plot. I mean, Dave was saying that it's got a dark sense, a gritty sort of you know, um, it's grittier. It's got no sense of humor. I mean, like the the. The setup to the plot itself is completely ludicrous, right? You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, right, who in his Austrian accent, not trying at all change it at all, like this six foot, just hugely built guy with these massive muscles, is 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 asked to infiltrate the mafia. Do you know what I mean? It's like that is hilarious. You know, at first you're just like, oh man, that is hilarious. Do you know what I mean? That he's going to come up to this mainly Italian. You know, I mean, the mafia is you know famous because it's just. For Italian Americans, and this guy's going to turn up and be like, "I am Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I would like to be in your, you know, I, I, I would like to be in your organization, please." And that no one's going to, you know, and it's like that is funny, right? And that is for me where the film is. That's hilarious. You've got to talk about it. This film doesn't even mention it. It just seems like, oh yeah, Arnie's just the best. He can like infiltrate any organization by I don't know in what way he seems to do it. You know, he doesn't seem to have any skills for acting whatsoever <laughs> and i don't know you know if the film had, i'm not saying it's impossible right i'm saying if the film had sort of said oh you know yeah he's he's a six foot austrian we'd probably best have to like at some level deal with this but all it seems that he does is like he has this bit where he's like making himself um like ready to be in it and he just combs his hair slightly. <laughs> Honestly, combs his hair, gives himself a mid-parting, and you just like, and he's just like, job done. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go ahead. And again, if it was funny, or if it was made like, if it was a bit of a humor about it, you'd be able to get behind it. I don't care. You know, I'm watching a, a nice Arnold, you know, Arnie '80s flick, but it doesn't really go for that 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 humor. You know, the problem with the story as well is, you know, Dave said it's in three parts, and you got the setup fine you know not great but fine you know standard setup then you've got this bit where he's infiltrating the mafia which is just so ludicrous but you've got to take extremely seriously all the way through and then i don't know what happens with his infiltrating the mafia because it just seems to fall on its ass and plan b just seems to be shoot the mafia <laughs> so he just shoots the entire mafia instead <laughs> and it's like I'm glad that you went for plan A, man. That was made it a bit more entertaining. But do you know what I mean? I, I At first, when it's like, oh, you know, this guy comes up and says, my son's dead. We need to go after them. I want revenge. And Arnie's like, I'll help you. I was just assuming that he was going to shoot the mafia. But then you've got this, like, the, the entire body of the film is this absolutely ludicrous bit where Arnold Schwarzenegger tries to infiltrate the mafia. And when that doesn't work, as you just, like, you know, for, and, and doesn't work for reasons beyond the fact that he's set like he's a six foot Austrian. Like when that doesn't work, he, he just shoots them all like to a man, to a man. He just shoots every single one of them dead, and that's the end of the film. And honestly, like you know, like I'm laughing now because it is funny, and yeah, that is enjoyable. But the film doesn't bask in its own utter absurdity, and that's what. The fact that it actually takes itself kind of po-faced and serious is the huge drawback to Raw Deal and why you can't get and why it must be placed on the shit list. Okay, Dave, uh, very quickly uh, to respond to that, um, Alex says that, you know, this could have been like a pretty funny film. You know, when you look at it, it is quite a ludicrous concept, but it takes itself far too seriously and it doesn't bask in its own absurdity. How, how do you respond to that? I think it does bask in its its own absurdity. It's just not as on the nose about it as some films like, say, Total Recall. You know, it's um, th there is humor to it. There's a little bit. It's not just. It's there's just not as much humor as we've come to expect from an Arnie action film. You know, Arnie, he's not stupid. He knows what kind of films he makes. He does terrible one-liners. He throws pipes through guys called Bennett and things like that. It's you know it. it he knows the kind of films that he makes. And the director, John Irvin, who's an experienced Hollywood director, he knew the kind of films that Schwarzenegger was starting to make. I think they're not as on the nose about it as maybe they could have been. That's what Alex is saying. You know, they could have just gone all out. Let's have a laugh at ourselves. And I think they've tried to do uh, an action film, a legitimate action film. But at the same time, you've got some absurd moments, some genuinely ludicrous moments going on. And I think, yeah, they, they know 
what's going on. And there's glimmers here. There's glimmers of the one-liners from Arnie. There's glimmers of the humor, you know, particularly the the fight he has in the in the dress shop in the mall, you know, especially the aftermath of that. You know, there's glimmers of humor to him. Um, and I just want to come back at a couple of points. I don't think Arn, at no point is Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to pass himself off as Italian. You know, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. That's one of the reasons why I asked, is it definitely the mafia? Then, of course, the, the boss of the, of the mob, uh, played by Sam Wanamaker, his name's uh, Luigi, I think. So he is, he is Italian. Um, but also you've got Robert Davi as one of his henchmen, you know, from License to Kill and Die Hard and such films. Uh, his name's Max Keller. That's not an Italian. You know, he's not Italian. Um, the the other mob boss that um, they're up against is Martin Lemansky, who uh, he comes out of out of prayers. You know, he's Jewish. Um, his name's Lemansky. That's the Polish name. He's Jewish. You know, they, and he used to work for the mob uh, for this boss. So it's not. They don't all have to be Italian. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not trying to get made, which is yeah. you need to be Italian for that. He's just trying to work his way in as muscle, as a heavy. Uh, as someone they can rely on, because um, his guy Tony is killed in a in a botched hit, so he's like, I need someone basically, you know, to to act as a bodyguard. And uh, Paolo Rocca uh, basically comes across Arnie, or Arnie work, work makes sure he gets a meeting with him, and is like, you know, this guy could be what we're looking for. So he's not he's not trying to pass himself off as Italian. It's nothing as it's absurd, but it's not that absurd. Um, but I think yeah. They, there's a there's a lot of variety in this mafia, you know. They're not all Italian, so it is feasible that he could have worked his way in there, I guess. But then, like you say, you know, the blending in of Arnie, it's like I'm pretty sure his boss says to him, "It's like you know, you got to lay low and blend in." I was like, "How's that guy blending in anywhere?" <laughs> <laughs> I love <laughs> whenever anybody is like asking where he's gone or asking who he is, they're like, "Oh, can you describe this man?" And they say, "Like, yeah, he's got brown hair, he's got brown eyes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like he's, he's built like a Greek god. <laughs> he's he literally the only Austrian <laughs> in about a hundred mile radius. I would yeah. say, like, you can't miss him. He's like six foot yeah. five and, and looks like he eats lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and kids are going cop. They say something like, oh, "He's got brown hair. He's got a nice face." I was like, "And he's Austrian, of course." <laughs> <laughs> but I do see what Alex is saying. You know, when he when he in his first meeting, at some point. One of the mafia, even if they were just making conversation yeah. and being friendly, when they heard him speak, he'd be like, where are you from, friend? Like, where do you hail from? You, you don't seem around here. I know you're saying you're from Malibu, but maybe before that? <laughs> maybe before, I meant before Malibu. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you are from Malibu, to be honest, mate. <laughs> yeah. And also, just quickly on the plot, which Alex said, you know, it kind of falls on its ass. He's playing, he infiltrates the mafia and he earns their trust by doing various small jobs, but also by setting up the, the assassination of, of Lemansky and assisting in that, and also by giving them the ideas and the means to recover money that was previously confiscated. Um, so he is working his way in, and the only reason it falls on its ass is because they appreciate that his boss, the FBI agent who's like entrusted him, whose son was killed, is still on their case, and he's sent to kill him with uh, Max Keller, Robert Davies' character, and another hitman. And the bit where you say it just seems to fall on it. So I know it's that pivotal moment of the film where he realizes he has to kill his old boss and has a snap, a snap second uh, decision to make and kills the two hitmen instead. At that point, cover blown, it's over. And he has to go, he has to go medieval on the map here at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Alex? It, it, it's it's possibly one of my favorite scenes. And like, this is where, you know, this is the argument you could make for Ordeal, which in some ways... It is so fucking funny in bits that you could say, yeah, it could it could go on the hit list. You know, like the Mario defense. I like to think of it these days. You know what I mean? So <laughs> awful. It, it doesn't it doesn't make it for me. Personally. The Mario defense is case law now in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a defense of Mario versus Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, and like it doesn't make it for me, but there's definitely a case you could make that it like it's just so awful that it sort of deserves. But there's just scenes where it's just like, you're just like, obviously everyone was just like, cut. Do you know what I mean? They just didn't do it again. And Arnie looks like he's trying to read the lines off people's faces. And it's this bit when he like meets the detective and like he's walking along the graveyard. He's with Robert Davy to his right and he's with another henchman to his left. And he's walking up and you're sort of thinking like, has he not recognized his, like, his old boss? But fair enough, you know, let's keep going. His boss turns around and he goes, oh, Harry. And then he blows the other two guys away, right? But not before... Harry's taken some shrapnel 
and it's lying on the floor. And literally, Arnie just goes over, and it's so cheap. He just goes over and leans over, and he goes like, Harry, I'm really sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy's lying dead. And the guy's lying dead just goes, ah, it's okay. <laughs> and I, I can't I can't quite, I, um, like, I actually got it on. I might find, I might see if I've got the audio. But it was absolutely hilarious. Like, it's so awful that it's just like this guy going, it's, he's just like just been shot with shotgun pellets and he's just going like, it's all right, don't worry. <laughs> like, it's fine. And obviously the director went cut and like both Arnie and this actor must have been like, uh, yeah, <laughs> Defo, are you sure we got that? But, a bit like uh, a, an Ed Wood type thing, you know, one, yeah. one take and done. Yeah, yeah, just Okay, nice. well, but while we're talking about like this scene, I want to speak more about the action uh, so it is, you know, it's it's supposed to be a thriller, but the main element of the film is that it's an action. Um, so, Dave, tell me a little bit about some of the action scenes. You alluded to one before. Did you say it was a, a shopping mall? or? Yeah, that's just a pawn shop with uh, Lemansky's henchman, who's this rival mob boss who he's, he starts taking chunks off in order to gain the trust of um, Luigi Patrovita, who's the main boss he's trying to get in with. Um, so there's Lemansky's henchman basically corner him uh, in the shop in the mall, and yeah, he just has a punch up with him. It's a pretty good fight, to be honest with you. Lots of uh, lots of props being thrown at people. A lot of people being thrown through tables and through mirrors and things like that. Yeah, it's a decent punch up. I mean, it's what you'd expect from Arnie. You know, he he he, did, he has to do a lot of his own stunts just because there weren't enough stuntmen that looked like Arnie. You know, <laughs> he's pretty limited, so he had to do a lot of his own fights. You know, he learned early on. Um, and I'd say that physical fights like that, there are a few. I'd say it's mostly a shoot 'em up sort of film, though. It's mostly guns and explosions. Um, I mean, just to tell you the lud- the absurdity of the film, which I, I kind of love about it, was you know that as when he's a sheriff, he has to fake his own death uh, as the sheriff to like start a knife anew so he can integrate <laughs> with the mafia, and he does that by parking up at like an oil refinery. And blowing up the oil refinery. <laughs> <laughs> he blows the whole thing up. And it's just like the sheriff must have been disintegrated. It's over. He's gone. He's not coming back. And that's it. That's that's his his ticket to start life anew and start infiltrating the mafia. So I do think, you know, this didn't take itself too seriously at all. There's a very wry smile going on there about the absurdity of 80s action films and just how everything is just cannon fodder and everybody as well. And I think the the shoot up it's the shootouts kind of build, you know you got like car chases where him and and Robert Davy and a couple of others are chasing down um, Lemansky uh, and they build. There's a few shootouts like that, like the one at the graveyard. They're building and building uh, up until this final one in the club, which is just Arnie versus about thirty to forty mafia henchmen in one little room of a nightclub and mm-hmm. it's just bullets everywhere. You know, people aren't reloading as often as they should. Uh, you got people being mown down left, right and center. And it's absurd. It is ludicrous. It is everything Arnie was about in the eighties. You know, so I would say the action, I'd say there's nothing necessarily out of this world about it, but at the same time, it is what you'd expect to see from a standard Arnie 80s actioner you know you it does what it says on the tin you're not going to be disappointed by the action in this okay um alex i mean lots of smaller gunfights that build up to arnie versus 30 mafiosas in a small room yeah that sounds pretty good to me why is it not (laughs) it's just uninspired the action it is i'd have to disagree with dave and just say i was bored by the action uh, you know, some of the fights are okay. There's, I'd, I'll, I'll, I'll say the one point I thought was decent in the action is a bit where there's the car chase that Dave was talking about, and the cars sort of like park up next to each other. And there's a bit where they're sort of just shooting each other through the cars at close range, and that, you know, and that sort of was like, oh wow, you know. But that was kind of the only, literally the only moment that has any uh, inspiring. And I think that is, I'm going to talk a little bit how the film was made, which because I think this ties in to why the action was a little bit uninspiring. This film was made actually with the like. Um, a producer, Dino De, um, De Laurentiis, who wanted to basically make Total Recall and wanted this film to fund that. I won't go into, you know, whether it did or not, because I feel that's unfair on, on, on the trial, but it, that's why he made the film. So it's not a, it's not really a, um, it wasn't like a, a pick, like, oh my God, I want to make Raw Deal. It was a film to make another film. And that's what feels uninspired about it. And that I think that does come through in what is an action film, do you know what I mean? Because you can you can say do whatever you want on the other stuff, but you do need to get some of the action right. And apart from that one, you know, 
10 second bit in the cars the action is just incredibly boring um and i think it would have been boring at the time as well the shot the, the basic thing is you just have you know, you just have, you know, and we're talking about that gunfight in the mobsters at the end. You have a shot of Arnie firing his machine gun, and then you have a, a shot of a man standing up behind a chair who starts firing at Arnie. Arnie sees the man who's behind a hand a chair. He moves his gun and starts shooting at that man. That man sort of goes and like, you know, gets the bullets and falls down. And then, oh, look, now there's another man behind a slightly bigger chair in the other side of the room that's now firing at Arnie. Arnie then turns his gun and fires at that man. That man is then killed. Another man who's hiding behind, you know, some grapes fires his gun and Arnie turns around and shoots at that man. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, you just by the end, just going like, oh, my Lord, like I cannot, you know, I just I can't take this anymore. It doesn't have a feel. And it's just so it's it's so absurd that if it had that humor that I was talking, that's missing. You could get behind it. Arnie walking into a room full of men with machine guns, they literally walk it pretty much walking into the room while everyone's pointing the guns and like killing everyone is funny but it's not made as funny it's sort of like oh yeah no arnie did it because arnie's just really good at shooting people and it's like oh for god's sake that could have been such a laugh but apparently no we've got apparently we've just got to seriously take this um you know and, and it's the same with there's a bit of there's a shoot out earlier on around a quarry that could have been could have been interesting you know obviously someone he's driving around in a car you know I, someone's firing at him he's firing and it's just the same thing shot of someone firing at him shot of arnie firing back man falls over next one next one next one if i may about that quarry shootout it's it's i've got to say it's all done from a convertible he's in a convertible <laughs> racing around this quarry with a machine gun just basically mowing down mafia henchmen left right and center and then he just i did love that bit where he goes around the corner straight into the uh yeah, yeah, digger do you know like, what, ah, you, do, do you know what i mean the digger raises him up in this car i just love that take the moment like again and like i you know there are moments where you are like, like laughing at raw deal and thinking oh you know this would be funny if we're all together that, that would be just, <laughs> we would be laughing properly at it but I don't know why the film doesn't get it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like then it just goes back to the serious stuff. So, um, so yeah, I, I, it's just uninspired, and it's not, it's not a film really that anyone wanted to make. I think it was just made to, to try and get some money together. Everyone just thought it was a very, very conventional um, sort of story, plot, and action, and really just doesn't do anything, doesn't do anything to make Raw Deal set apart from anything else. And that's the problem with Raw Deal. It's so generic and boring that you just, you're never going to remember it. It's, it's no Commando. Commando, Bennett being thrown through a steam pipe is enough on its own. Do you know no, what I mean? The that's, steam that's... pipe goes through Bennett. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Dave. Like the chicken or the, the egg situation. <laughs> <laughs> but Commando, great. Commando's the film that we put on the hit list, okay? I mean, I'm shocked they'd even say that, but it is, right? Raw Deal isn't because Raw Deal hasn't got any of the sort of the joy, the joie de vivre, if, if you can use that with uh, Commando. That Commando has. Raw Deal is just quite a sort of a sullen Arnie shoots people flick that just doesn't deserve to be anywhere but the sort of just the mediocre bargain basement bin, which I know you love, Gav, so. <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> this is the wrong choir here, mate. Um, I was going to leave this until the end of the episode, but I may as well just tell you now that the next uh, film on trial next week is Commando, and Alex, you're going to be prosecuting. <laughs> <laughs> Let me but, uh, rephrase. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, um, Dave, Dave, uh, I really want to get your thoughts very quickly on what Alex has said, specifically yeah. about the bit where he said that this film was just made to finance Total Recall. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, to be honest with you. I mean, Dino De Laurentiis is a, it was a, a huge producer in Hollywood, and he's made some great films. Um, but Total Recall, you know, it's set on Mars. You know, you've got this big sci-fi action film with all these special effects. It's going to cost a lot of money. The way studios do that, it's not outlandish to say that a studio will go for a film that doesn't need as big a budget. <coughs> put their money into that and use the profits and raw deal was profitable use the profits to then fund mm. a bigger project was it, it was profitable yeah it made money i don't think it. i don't think they actually managed to use the money to make i don't i don't think it was successful I thought it, it, was it, it made money but it didn't it wasn't enough to actually fulfill its purpose if you see all oh, I mean. right but no I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with the purpose of making a film uh that doesn't require a great deal of budget for the sake of 
funding a bigger project, a more uh, ambitious project. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And that's just producing. That's just running a film studio. And I think if he was just making this purely, you know, to try and, oh, let's keep costs down. Let's do it on the cheap. He wouldn't have cast Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was an action star who was on the up. He wouldn't have used John Irvin as a director who was the director behind uh, action films like Dogs of War with Christopher Walken and Tom Berenger, uh, Hamburger Hill, which is a war film of a similar time, and also more serious films like Ghost Story with Fred Astaire. You know, it, he wouldn't have used a director of John Irvin's caliber if this was just a, let's keep it cost down, let's just try and trick people into coming into the cinema. I think, you know, and I think his purpose was fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with making a cheaper-to-make film with the intention of funding something bigger later down the line. Like I say, that's that's Hollywood kids. Can I just ask though, was there anything like a deal or an agreement in place with Arnold Schwarzenegger, like you appear in this film and then I'll give you first choice so you know you can be totally cool? He was contractually obliged. He had like this film was on the on the you know, he had to be in it. When you say he had to be in it, is yeah, that like he wanted to be in Total Recall as well? And the only way that he could feature in that is no, by I think he had, a, he, had a, he had a deal to be in a Dino De Laurentiis film. And this is oh, right. One. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, in exchange for dissolving his multi picture d- uh, agreement with Dino De Laurentiis, he starred in this picture. Okay. Um, okay. Dave, just I want to get your thoughts on something else that Alex said. Mm-hmm. Um, when Alex is describing the action scenes, they do sort of sound a bit formulaic, a bit repetitive. Um, almost boring, if you will. <laughs> so, uh, how are they not? You know, is Alex essentially stretching the truth here, or is there some truth to what he's saying? Um, I think there's a little bit of truth to what he's saying. I don't think they're they're not um, action sequences that like changed how we view action movies. You know, they didn't bring anything fresh to the table. They just did what was already there, and they did it well. They did it with the up to date. Uh, action sequence techniques of the day you know they got like the blood packets inside the shirt and stuff which was big in the 80s they did love putting those little blood packets inside of people um and i think yeah they used the the standard techniques of the time you know they didn't bring anything fresh to the table i wouldn't say but i'd say what they had and what had gone before they used it well to their advantage in this film and like i said there are a couple of moments i think where oh i haven't seen that before like i say the quarry shootout where he is literally cruising around in a convertible mowing people down i haven't seen that done before to be fair You're right. it <laughs> is probably, funny when he goes i into probably that never digger. will again it is funny when he goes into <laughs> <laughs> someone had a sense of humor at that point didn't they exactly. like, I do, I when do they think shot there it is humor here yeah. i do think there is humor i just don't think it's like a, I, I won't repeat myself too much but it's not as on the nose as we've come to expect from arnie and mm-hmm. i think that's what puts this a little out of joint but um i'd say the action sequences are still solid they're just uninspired is a harsh way of putting it i feel they're just not the most original action sequences you're going to see. But if you do them well enough, they don't need to be. Okay. I suppose we should talk about cast and characters. So firstly, let's talk about the big man himself, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me This is, this is where I lose any, <laughs> any credibility. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is awful in this. And oh. this was a year before... He starred in Running Man, in which I think he was awful in that as well. Jesus like, Christ. Like, but I mean, he said, he says, he says about this film, he says that John Irvin was a, a, um, a real actor's director. I mean, I don't think he's qualified to say that, to be honest, personally. Come on. But, but I also think, you know, and, and then he said he learned a lot about acting and then went and did the running man. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, did you know? Did you, did you learn Do you mind? Wait, stop calling on the running man. Every time you mention the running man, it's a point against you. I know, he also did Predator in 1987. Man, Let's not forget truth, how much of a fucking the, boss film that is. The truth shall set us free. Like, he, he just isn't good in this, right? And he, he just, later on, if he did this film in the 90s, I think he'd have been ready. Do you know what I mean? Because he was just doing Predator as well. He's really good in, but it's a bit Terminator-y. Do you know what I mean? It's not, there's not a lot of Arnie doing stuff. This film actually requires him to do a little bit of actual, you know, acting and stuff like that. And I, I think it does, just, it just goes way beyond where he was at that point. And he's taking it very seriously, and it's just awful. Like, it, I, I can't tell you how annoying. And I honestly, Gav, I'm looking forward to your opinion on this in particular. When he's walking around and he's like undercover and being, you know, you know, like Dave said, he's not trying to be, uh, you know, an, an Italian-American, but he's, he's walking around and he's being undercover. He's got his little side parting going on. He's in his suit and he just seems to wear this like really smug little smile and impression, like expression on his face. 
the entire time, like the entire time he's undercover, he's just walking around with this little smile on his face that just becomes so annoying to look at. You just, you're almost at one point going like Robert Davy, just seriously, just blow his fucking brains out, man. Just like, do it, man, do it. Like, it, <laughs> like he's, he's just, he just brings nothing to that at all. Just because he just wasn't ready. Whereas, yeah, 90s, 90s Arnie could have done it brilliantly. He just couldn't, he just couldn't bring anything to it. And yeah, so he's, he's just, he's just not good enough at that point. And I'm afraid it's film breaking because, yeah, Arnie's got the action and stuff like that. You know, you know when he's, you know, I, I've, I stand by the action being uninspiring, but he can certainly point a gun, Arnie. Do you know what I mean? And he can do the, and he can do the action scenes and he can punch people and stuff like that. But you can see he's really not comfortable with the in between bits where he's got to talk to different characters and stuff like that. There's a bit where he like he pulls over and he's telling the character to go and charter a plane. And you can see him, you can almost see him just like, it's take 52. And he's just, he's just saying the lines, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's no, all acting has gone out. He's just saying the lines. And yeah, you know, I, I it's, especially when he's up, because he's up against a cast that I wouldn't say is particularly like, not it's not an ensemble strong cast by any means. But they're all, you know, they're all Just fairly... Just wait until Dave, <laughs> Dave I know, talks about I know, it. I know, I know. Dave but... will be able to tell you at least 10 times. <laughs> I know, he'll be saying his names like it's and... like, oh, well, you know. But he's up against people and you can just... its it must, it, it must be such a struggle for everyone in his scenes. I'm sorry, Gav. I, I wanted to... I was trying as oh. much as I could to try and think about what the... You know, but the biggest problem with Raw Deal is that Arnold Schwarzenegger can't act. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the best role for me to be honest I feel like as the judge you can't be speechless at any point <laughs> Dave please please yeah. give me the positives before I literally have an aneurysm um, I, I see where Alex is coming from on this one I mean Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the greatest movie stars of all time he is not even in the top 100 greatest actors though you know, he, the acting is not his skill set. Action sequences are his skill set, which are on display in plentiful supply in this film. But he's not an actor. And Alex is right insofar as this role did require something more from him, something we haven't seen him from him in, in Conan the Barbarian, say, or in, in any of the films that have come before this one. He was required to, you know, there were scenes where you can't just punch your way out of it he's got to act he's got to negotiate with the mafia he's got to play it tough sometimes and he's got to know when to keep his mouth shut you know you're dealing with dangerous people and a lot of them you know even though he's Arnold Schwarzenegger so it was um, a more demanding role than I would say Arnold Schwarzenegger was used to at this point but that said I think he has a good go at it. You know, I really do think he has. He, he tries. God love him. He tries. He tries very hard. <laughs> he's like a he's report not card. A, it is. Yeah, it is. Like, this is what I write in my right. report. <laughs> <laughs> he's always quick to make friends. <laughs> he's, he's a nice kid. But, um, yeah, it's, he's doing his best with this one, but he's not an experienced actor at this point. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger never had any formal acting training. And throughout his career, that has been apparent. I'm sorry, it has. But he is a great movie star. And what you cast him for is presence. Uh, not only his ability to run an action sequence, but also just the sheer uh, physical presence at the moment brings to the screen and that's what he does here he is someone you can believe if he walked into the room no matter what level of the mafia hierarchy you are you do sit up and like what does this guy want what's he going to say they just got that exudes that presence about him when he walks in in that sense he was right for the role uh it was a bit of a demanding one for him he didn't have the experience for it but i still think he has a good go at it and it's it's a sign of sure things to come that his acting did improve over the years so i think he, he has a good go at it um i don't think he's bad I don't think he's good, but I don't think he's bad. Okay, just very, very briefly, any other standout performances? Any anything else? You mentioned Robert Davy, just Robert Davy, yeah, yeah. who's um, a reliable presence on screen. You know, he does uh, menacing extremely well. And like I said, when Alex was saying, I just want Robert Davy to shoot Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's been a long time since someone rooted for Robert Davy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's burned a lot of bridges. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> there's probably good reasons that nobody's probably been many for reasons, a while. Probably many reasons. Yeah, a standout performance, I have to say, in this one, Sam Wanamaker, um, who you may know, um, he's probably best remembered for, because he was kind of blackballed by Hollywood due to his, his liberal leanings, you know, the communist scare. He, he, was he? Yeah, yeah, he was very, he could have been huge. He could have been huge, but um, he, he made 
enemies amongst the producers guild in Hollywood for his political stance. And because of that, yeah, he wasn't as big as he deserved to have been. And he's a, he's a decent actor, Sam Wanamaker. I think over in, in the UK, we remember him best because he's Zoe Wanamaker's dad, but um, <laughs> he's, he's a decent actor and he plays Luigi Petrovita, who's the, the big bad. He's the main mob boss in all this. And he's got presence. You know, Sam Wanamaker, you know, he, he did a, he dabbled in directing, but it's as an actor that he's best remembered. And I think, yeah, he's a solid presence on screen. You know, he's very reliable. Um, you can see why Sam Wanamaker could have been huge at one point. The FBI agent that Alex mentioned, that scene in the graveyard, that's the, his boss, Harry Shannon. That's Darren McGavin, who it was a bit hit and miss in this one, to be honest with you, Darren McGavin. I think this was towards the end of his career. Back in the 50s, he was a very credible Hollywood yeah. lead. He was huge, Darren McGavin. He was big. Uh, so I think they cast him. You know, Again, they just shows they don't scrimp in on, on the, the cast on this one. They got Darren McGavin in. You know, I think he, he may have been a bit past his game at this point, but they still, it's good to see him, and it's not a huge role. And the only other one I'd say I'd really mention, uh, Paul Shannar is another, uh, the, that, the underboss uh, of Sam Wanamaker. He, you'll know him from Scarface and other such mob movies. This wasn't a stretch for Paul Shannar, but again, you hire him when you need someone very slick, very sinister. He, he suited uh, high-ranking gangster roles very well. So I think they were savvy with their casting. It's not a, an out-there stellar cast, but I think the, the cast members that they did pinpoint and did pull out, uh, I think they were well cast. I think they, they did this very well. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Very, very, very quickly, closing arguments, give brief sort of 30 seconds why this film should be placed on the hit or the shit list, starting with Alex. Uh, just a quick thing on cast. Like, I, I'd say some of them are okay. Uh, there's not a lot of women in this film, and it does this weird thing in, as well where uh, he has this weird relationship with, with, with a woman, uh, Monique, and they do just a bizarre scene. I don't know why they would do it. And I spent the last two days trying to figure out why they would do it. They go to a plane at nighttime and he puts her on the plane and you're just watching it thinking like, are they, are they ripping off Casablanca? It's Raw Deal ripping off <laughs> Casablanca. Like, why is Raw Deal even wanting me to be thinking about Humphrey Bogart when, I, <laughs> when I've got... And like, the only answer I could come up with that no one attached to the film had ever watched Casablanca. I don't know. Maybe, maybe... Maybe that's too out there, but I, that's the only that's the only explanation I could. It's stuff like that that's just weird. Um, the acting's not good. The story's uninspired, and you don't feel like anyone really wanted to really make it. It's a film that was made that people would have watched, and that people will never watch from now on. It, it's just not. It's not. It's not got anything to to really recommend it like commando has or predator you know i, I and i I'm, I'm trying to look at this from an arnold schwarzenegger's fans point of view but i can't see anything that recommends raw deal above anything else there's nothing special about it that would mean you wouldn't just go no no watch that one it's much better than raw deal okay right thank you very much and dave a family closing statements from you please yeah, I think director John Irvin knew Casablanca very well. And when he went home after shooting that night, <laughs> laughed heartily to himself that he got a Casablanca homage in the Raw Deal. <laughs> I think, like I said, you've got here a very gritty, dark mafia film. Uh, one that you wouldn't necessarily expect from the humor that, that Arnold Schwarzenegger normally brings. That said, there are hu there is humor in it. Maybe it's too clever for its own good. Like I say, John Irvin, I do think, was having a good laugh at certain points, certain action sequences. And I think a lot of the cast and crew are in on the joke as well. It's a grittier action film than we used to see him, but it's still a solid entry in Inuani's back catalogue. This was him developing into the action star that we knew. This was a crucial stepping stone in his career. And it's a solidly made film. You know, we got a decent cast, a recycled plot, but it doesn't try and do anything different. It brings nothing new to the table, but it uses old material and uses old ideas and uses them solidly to benefit the production studio and Arnie's career. Lovely stuff. Very succinctly put there, Dave. Much better than The Running Man was shit. <laughs> anyway, right. Very, very quickly, we're going to have a very quick quiz. Um, I know that I'm the judge and I should be using this time to collect my thoughts, but screw it, I'm going to deliver the quiz. Mm -hmm. um, I, we had a conversation earlier and we said about Arnold Schwarzenegger not being able to really blend in properly in his films. <laughs> uh, so with that in mind, this quiz is all about, uh, it's called Arnie Needs a Job. So, you know, uh, <laughs> just like this film, Arnie is very used to playing policemen and soldiers. And basically, here are some of his films where he didn't play the sort of stereotypical Arnie role. And you guys have just got to tell me what those films were based on these occupations. Okay. Got it. Okay. So 
Fastest one, no need to buzz, just whoever has the answer first. Number one, start off easy. Primary school teacher. Bam! Kindergarten cop. Oh, I did say you don't have to buzz. God oh, damn. Feel like... knew. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. take a we'll point. We'll both have that. It was quicker. I just shouted. <laughs> okay, right. Number two, mattress salesman. Mattress. That's all the way. Yes, it is Jingle ah, All The well Way. Done, Dave. You're my number one customer. <laughs> uh, number three, sticking with salesman, computer salesman. End of days. Uh, no, I will say that. Yeah, can you imagine that? It's just like <laughs> Satan is coming to earth, and the only person who can battle him is a computer salesman. Take, he takes off his glasses, and it's like, I'm fucking ready. <laughs> I'm ready for you. <laughs> um, no, okay. Well, I, it's a bit of a trick one because it, he has a dual job. So it's not just that, he has another job. This, oh, True Lies. Yes, well done, ah, True Lies. Well right. done. Okay, number four, mentioned earlier construction worker. Total recall. Yes, total recall. Well done. Uh, number five, the most believable of them all, I think. Research geneticist. <laughs> Batman Twins. and Robin? No, uh, uh, Junior. Yes, well done, Alex. It's Junior. Uh, number six, helicopter charter pilot. Helicopter. No, no. Don't know. Um, I don't know. I had to be more specific with this because they essentially played the helicopter pilot in Running Man as well. But yeah. no. I'll, uh, <laughs> Predator? No, uh, I'll, t- I'll give you a clue. It features two Arnies. Oh, uh, six day. Well done, Alex. The six ah. day. Congratulations. Uh, number seven, Firefighter. This one is um, one of his lesser known films before he retired to be governor of California. Like Maggie or something? Or? No, I'll tell you now. It's collateral damage. Um, uh. Okay, moving on to one that you will know, hopefully. Uh, cryogenics expert. Batman and Robin. <laughs> yes, well done. <laughs> Uh, and this, this next uh, one not, not the only thing on his CV in that film <laughs> <laughs> uh, right this next one you should both of you should get uh, judging by your experience number nine demigod uh, Hercules in New York yes well done uh, Dave I was uh, like who's the most famous demigod <laughs> uh, professional <number> 10, demigod <laughs> yeah. uh, number ten no job slash test subject he's a test Junior? subject uh, what would you say sorry Junior, but I think I've already had no, that. No, you've one already said it. junior. Yeah. He's a test subject until the age of thirty-five. Oh, twins. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. And then he finds out that he has a twin. And the last one, number eleven, a Turkish prince. <laughs> Around the world in eighty days. <laughs> well done, Dave. Well done. Dave, uh, well yeah. done, Dave. Well done. I think Dave just pitches yeah, yeah, it there, yeah. six to five. Uh, yeah. Okay, right. Uh, verdict. So I've had no time to collect my thoughts. Um, so this is just going to be very ad hoc. Oh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. It sounds like I would absolutely love this film. <laughs> you know, whether I was watching it on my own or with some friends with a few beers, you know, what more could I want from a film rather than, you know, Arnie shooting guns and killing lots of bad guys? You know, there's nothing more to it, really. It does feel like this film was a bit too serious and too gritty for what it essentially was and that it didn't embrace, embrace the, the ludicrousness of it all. And also, it is an action film, you know, first and foremost. And Alex said that the action is repetitive, it's boring, it's uninspired. Even Dave said that the action wasn't really anything new. Dave, you said that he's a great screen presence, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and and a movie star that automatically lifts a movie. But you both admitted that there was more, you know, that there was more acting involved in this film and that maybe he was a little bit out of his depth. Even Dave, you said that he tried, <laughs> you know, and I liked Alex's point when he said that if this would have been done in the 90s, then maybe it would have been a bit better. You know, he was more confident. Then he found this acting formula. You know, maybe it would have been a bit bit better with more humor or more of a tongue-in-cheek nature to it, like Last Action Hero or True Lies. So thinking about all of that, what I've just said, I think I am for some reason going to place this on the shit list. <laughs> Gav, that is that must that must not be easy. It wasn't an easy decision to make, so, and it, I, so I feel Arnie's two for two on the shit list. Then. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like I, I do feel like I've done something really bad. <laughs> I feel like I need to say yeah. twenty hail marys now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know. I just felt like Dave. I just felt there wasn't as much energy in there and I think maybe that you didn't like it as much as you were saying Alex I was thinking that if you thought 
the running man was shit and we both loved the running man and you sounded more passionate about how shit this was i was like <laughs> maybe well, this is worse than the running man and you know i know that the running man's not a great film and sure. you know but yeah, I, yeah. I can see that if this isn't as good as the running man then maybe it doesn't deserve to be on the hit list even though i know that i would probably absolutely love this i'm taking a rational step to say should it be on the hit list maybe not i'm very proud of you man Thanks. May, may this be the first rational step of many um okay right so genuine opinions right i'm gonna start with alex i think alex yeah i meant everything i said yeah it's 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 awful it's um like running man i would say you know after watching raw deal watch the running man first then i watched raw deal and i was in fairness i was thinking wow the running man is much better than this It, it just doesn't have anything to really set itself apart from any you know, sort of like action film from the 80s, not even just an Arnold Schwarzenegger one. So it's definitely on the right list. It's it's not one that's ever going to be going down in history. Uh, I, think it, I think it deserves to be on that list, if anything does. Okay. And here is the one that I'm really, really interested to find out. Dave, is it on the right list? What did you think about it? It is definitely on the right list. (laughs) You made the right call. There were little clues interspersed in my argument. If you do the action sequence as well, if you do the action sequence as well. There's a lot of conditionals in there. Yeah, there were were a few clues dropped in there. Um, No, I didn't much care for it at all. It's so bland. It is just so forgettable. I mean, the plot was generic to begin with. And, you know, you'd think, oh, this plot's been done so many times before. How can it go wrong? It's like, oh, that's how you do it differently. You do it badly, (laughs) you know, with the zero character development, completely nonsensical plot points. And like Alex said, he was quite right, repetitive action sequences. There's a couple of moments in here which are like, oh, there's a couple of good lines. There's a couple of gems in the action sequence. I did like the, the quarry shootout. I did like the little fight he has in the casino where he throws the guy over the ventilation pipe yeah, he's just kind of right. yeah, he's yeah. stuck up there like eight <laughs> foot in the air you know there were bits in this where it's like oh that was quite good but all in all there's a reason why people don't remember raw deal you know it came as arnie was just hitting his stride and there's a reason why people don't talk about it and it's because it's so forgettable it is so bland it's like it, it's the blamange of arnie's career it's like there's nothing <laughs> offensive about it <laughs> but it's very bland and tasteless <laughs> and there's nothing exciting about it whatsoever this is yeah this is one that's easily going to be forgotten it's not god awful but it's just not very good you know we expect a bit more from arnie some, okay. Something, something. I know. We, I know. We've run pressed for time. Something I should have said in the arguments as well. That I forgot to. Was like it's got. It does this weird thing where at the start his wife, because Arnie like made some bad decisions in his career, and he's like, you know, he's paid the price, and they're living in this rural town. So his wife is like depressed and finding it really hard to cope and stuff like that. And then like Arnie goes off, fakes his own death, doesn't let her know where he is. And just goes off and infiltrates the mafia and then strikes up a relationship with this woman that gets incredibly close to just cheating on his wife. And then at the end of the film, you don't even see the wife again. No. Like he just comes back. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so 80s. He just meets the, the cop and he just goes, oh, yeah, no, I met my wife. It went really successful. It really was good. <laughs> it's like she's not even going to get a scene. Like Not, not even like, that. Not even that. She's pregnant. Uh, because he asked his old oh, yeah. boss to be godfather to the baby. So <laughs> oh, my God. Like, You've been undercover for four months. How far off? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, there was some script errors in this. And I do believe John Irvin knew what he was doing. I do think the director had a, <laughs> the good, a good laugh to himself yeah. when he was doing this. Okay, right. Um, so, higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was The Running Man. So, this is the Ooh. real barometer. Oh, lower. Considerably lower. Considerably uh, so, yeah, I, I actually have only just looked up now because I didn't want it to um, affect my judgments. But The Running Man got 64, uh, all, uh, sorry, 64 critical uh, on Rotten Tomatoes and 60% audience score. Raw Deal got 29 for both. Which is just to show you. Nobody liked it. Okay, (laughs) right, the next film has been pulled out of the hat at random, and it is, drumroll please, Terminator Genesis. Terminator Genesis. So, all of the roles have been picked out at random, and in the role of defence is going to be me and a returning Joel. 
So hey. Joel's going to make his uh, triumphant return by <laughs> defending Terminator Genesis. He <laughs> uh, uh, might take another week off. I don't know. Yeah, MB won't be here after this for another few weeks. Uh, okay, prosecution is going to be Alex and another returning Aussie. Uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Just pitches up whatever he wants these days. And the judge <laughs> is going to be Dave. Okay, okay, so yeah, thank you very much, both of you. Very good trial. And thank you very much to everybody who's listened to this episode. Really do appreciate everybody who does listen to this episode and um yeah if you liked it why not give it a like share and a subscribe leave a nice review on apple podcasts and if you want more content from us check out our website filmsontrial.co.uk follow us on social media at film trials on twitter and films on trial on facebook instagram and youtube that is it raw deal has had a raw deal and it is on the shit list and we're going to be directly in your ears next week with terminator genesis goodbye don't, don't have that as the extra. <laughs> I'm at the end. I sometimes think, what the fuck? What, what's going on with my life? <laughs> Just like really nice, happy ending. Like everybody's like fun and games. And then, oh, what's happened? <laughs> Why me? <laughs>